listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. Yep, unfortunately, that's the truth. Yes. <laughs> she, she tells no lies. Hosted by <laughs> us, sadly for you all. Um, <laughs> You know what? Welcome back. Actually, I'll pat us on the back. I think yeah. we do pretty good, considering every all the other uh, tasks that we tend to juggle. We, uh, you know, we run in here, <laughs> and we knock this thing out, and it is at least, we're giving it at least 70%. <laughs> no, I no, think we no, do pretty I, good. Stop we, giving away trade um, secrets. Sometimes yeah. we're trying to get that news for you up until the last minute. We really did today. Yeah. I mean, um, we we really did do some of that today. You know, it's funny, though. We joke about that, but I was asking Brian when I got in here, and like, hey, man, can we catch up after this maybe? I got a, got a couple things to ask you about. And he's like, Monday. Yeah. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. we could maybe we could have put the podcast off and had yeah. that meeting, but instead yeah. we're going to do right. the podcast and Brian and I will talk on Monday. That is right. That's right. Um, well, it has been a busy week. Yeah. I mean, it continues is. to be all, all the way through Friday. And that's um, part of it. There's just a lot going on right now. A yeah. Lot popping. So. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, let's start with talking about uh, the event we had yesterday. We had a very nice event yesterday here in Little Rock at the Four Points uh, over on University, Four Points by Sheraton. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Diversity in Ag Conference. And we it's the third year we've done this, mm-hmm. and um, we cover a lot of topics in that and some great panels, great speakers, uh, really good attendance this year. I think we technically sold out based on uh, – yeah capacity i think we sold out and then accidentally let a few more slip through the door yeah. honestly yeah. based on what the room looked like yesterday i mean there were a lot of uh great topics we heard some successful farming stories from uh some very different types of, mm-hmm. of operations uh very different backgrounds that was well received mm-hmm. um we had amberly snyder was the keynote speaker she's a unique story there's a netflix film based on her life yep. walk ride rodeo that's right she was actually a guest star on yellowstone yes season three uh, i believe brian yep. told us but yep. she was paralyzed from the waist down in a car accident but she is still a rodeo barrel racer and she is a champion at that and she is also a motivational speaker and so we had some some people i believe there was a young lady who came with her grandmother just to see and meet her so that was yeah. interesting yeah but and, and you know there was there was discussion of some serious topics too um heirs and property yeah know, i set in on that one and that yeah. was really serious and really helpful you know um that estate estate planning when it comes right. to farm and land ownership is just not as easy as some people think it is and you had a great uh, an interesting panel there and you had some uh, an expert from the ag law center national ag law center mm-hmm. of the university of arkansas uh, and then there was another panel with Dr. Dwayne Goldman, USDA Senior Advisor for Racial Equity. He's a very he's an Arkansas guy, Arkansas farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, he is just an, an interesting individual, and he had a strong perspective on some some issues. And he was with uh, Dr. Ron Rainey at the University of Arkansas, yeah, uh, sure. good friend of ours. And you know, we he he spoke to us about the importance of this event and and everything that comes out of it, and all the good information exchanged, and the people and the connections that are made. Uh, so it was a good day all around. I think. Wrapped up by a friend of the Arkansas Agcast, uh, Doctor DQ Fields. That's correct. Yes, that's right. He was. He talked about that. He saw me yeah. yesterday. Like, oh, every time he, he sees me now, yeah. he's like, 
podcast. I'm like, ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was jam-packed. I mean, great yeah. folks there from the ag department, of course, the university, uh, USDA, and then mm-hmm. just a, really a lot of a lot of farmers. Yeah. You know, and I heard them, I heard some of the farmers talking about, hey, you're, you've got cattle now, right? Or, you know, a lot of right. forestry folks there. I just um, was really impressed by the turnout. Great job by mm-hmm. uh, Philip Powell and our team and the uh, government affairs team here. Correct. I mean, it, it was good really good. to share good. those kudos because they did a, did a great job. I mean, again, and the questions, I mean, you got into issues of how the USDA works and, and what they do and and then, but also looking ahead to the future and how we deal and prepare for natural disasters. And mm-hmm. all that. There's a lot of good discussion, a lot of good questions. Yeah, it was it was a good day. Um, something that is a couple things that did not happen this week, but are happening. Uh, yes. One is in 30 days. I looked it up right before we went on. I know what and, you're going to say. Uh, yeah, the uh, the state dogs. fair, yeah. the uh, funnel cake. Oh, maybe uh, we should do like a best state fair food uh conversation on this podcast as it gets closer and we should have the foods i remember so I, this you know i'm gonna talk about this yeah. last year we we went out as a team and had lunch at the state fair and uh shot a video uh with it and yeah. it ends yeah, with it um a certain producer of this show uh <laughs> making a pretty pretty star-studded appearance in in that video well yeah it was a lot of fun we were all talking with our mouths full my stomach hurts already (laughs) thinking about it yeah but it's 30 days away i believe uh the fair kicks off october 14th Mm -hmm. uh state fair of course we'll be out there we are a sponsor uh the fair and we'll be out there i think we're we'll probably do a live broadcast out there yeah i think uh that's what the talk is so if we can figure out Brian, are you ready are you ready because you know brian's gonna have to set all that up i have a feeling ready or not uh it's gonna happen here we come so look i I have a pitch (laughs) me and you and brian we get on the ferris wheel (laughs) <laughs> oh, he you. just goes live on his <laughs> iPhone, holding a yeah. boom mic, <laughs> selfie stick, and a boom. Yeah. yeah, and this is how we, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, we'll we'll be much more organized than that. But we are gonna try and broadcast well, and uh, the podcast. You know, there. obviously, Arkansas Farm Bureau is very involved. A lot of stuff with the 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 shows and the kids uh, out there showing their animals. Uh, it's a lot going on. See, that's just not a good mix because my mind automatically goes to we eat a bunch of fair food we get on the ferris wheel and yeah. we get stuck does that oh yeah, yeah. well then, that's uh, well, uh we just keep going we keep recording It'll be yeah. The longest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh well anyway stay fair that's that's a lot of fun i'm, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to that something else a little bit of fun is rock city burger week which oh, is yeah. coming up this is uh the beef council arkansas beef council is involved in this okay. um Basically, uh, a whole lot of hamburger and cheeseburger eating September 26th through October 2nd. My kind of event. Yes. Uh, participating restaurants uh, in Little Rock will be offering special $9 beef burgers okay. uh, all week long. Um, so it sounds amazing. Uh, you have some of the restaurants, I believe, you know, some of the restaurants that are participating. Yeah, that's right. I was looking at the list, and, I, and from what I understand, the list is still growing. So, yeah. um, And I only brought uh, just a few Rosie's. Uh, downtown uh-huh. uh, on six off right off of sixth street by the way i haven't eaten there oh my god but i hear you guys talk about it that you've got to do that is the burger as big a foodie as you are and yeah. you haven't been to rosie's yeah man 
You know, that's, I follow them on Instagram and Facebook and those yeah, things. And get there early. That's all I got to say. Really, they sell out. <laughs> they, and are, are, yeah, they are, yeah, they are a packed house just about every day, and they sell out oh, of stuff. Yeah. I think they it I was waitresses that started that restaurant. Okay. Like, they were working mm-hmm. in the service industry mm-hmm. and decided, we want to we want to make a go of it ourselves. Anyway, sorry. No, I digress. Uh, Rosie's on the list. Bennett's, which is in my neck of the woods, um, uh, right, right outside North Little Rock by mm-hmm. Keith and Company. Uh, fantastic food. I can't brag on that mm-hmm. place enough. Uh, Town Pump, a famous burger in Little yeah. Rock. And then another famous burger in Little Rock is Dugan's Pub. Uh, there are more on the list. Dizzy, South on Main. Local Luna. Uh, yeah. Big Whiskey. But uh, a lot of places, you can see all of them. Uh, there's some information about it at ARFB.com. Okay. Uh, we have the official announcement of the week there. So yeah. you can see all of that happening I, and then there's i think a chance for people if you show your receipts um there's a way that you can win a tailgating a grill package oh nice well okay. I, I know there was i counted as almost 20 if not 20 already and the deal is i think you get each of these restaurants will do a special burger for burger week right uh, which is september 26th through october 2nd and you it's a nine dollar burger i think um so you go in you get this special burger at the restaurant for nine bucks and you could win this tailgating package if you get enough pk go tailgating grill package and gift cards uh but anyway go eat as many of these burgers as you can yeah try them all out you decide what you like is the best burger or you think is the best burger here in town but look at the end of the day regardless of the tailgating package you're supporting the arkansas right. beef industry and, and uh and enjoying good food enjoying good food so uh even if you eat one of these burgers take a picture post it on on social and definitely you know, share it out well i guess we better get into some news now we better um I think I know I've got a, at least one long story today, so and I think you do too. Yeah, I think so. I do too. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we were prepared to kick off today's show. Speaking mm-hmm. of, with the news of an impending railroad strike, um, would have been a big downer of a kickoff. Man, that would have been tough. Yeah, and we'll tell you why. Uh, which has argu- been arguably really the most talked about uh, headline in the world of ag news this week. You you can't avoid uh, that conversation. The potential for a freight rail uh, worker strike was was very real, um, but the fate of of, of that um, and the country's rail system seems to be soothed uh, for the moment. To give a bit of background, um, that threat escalated really pretty quickly over the past week and got really dire yesterday when some U.S. railroads planned to start halting crop shipments, according to a report for report from Reuters and based on sources who were close to the situation. I know Amtrak also canceled right. um, several uh, of their routes as well in yeah, anticipation all, of that strike. They were prepared that this was, was going to happen. Yeah, it seemed all but imminent. You always know? a lot of drama, and it seems like it's always last minute in these types of things. Yeah, well, the the news was crucial in a number of ways, the, the news that the strike is not happening. Um, but, but it's amplified uh, – based on this time of year which is harvest that's that's one reason that we were paying so close attention to this when farmers are looking to move their crops and products to market while receiving certain inputs to apply once the crop is out of the field so not only harvesting and moving that along but the inputs that should be coming in that they can that they'll be applying uh, once that crop is harvested so trying to calculate the impact of such a situation playing out would have been difficult 
but we know that U.S. Class 1 railroads transported nearly 1.5 million carloads of grain uh, in 2020, mm. including corn, soybeans, and processed soybeans like soy meal or soy oil. Uh, in addition to the concern from row crop farmers, the strike had the potential to create havoc in the poultry and livestock industry. The story is developing, uh, of course, but as of now, we know that you know that that the strike is yeah. is off. Um, for the moment, we can put concerns at ease, according to the Associated Press and and many others. President Joe Biden announced today that a tentative railway labor agreement has been reached, averting a nationwide strike. It appears as if rail operations are ramping back up. I know Amtrak's already stated they're going to be back online tomorrow. Um, whereas some of those like Amtrak and others had preemptively halted as the negotiation negotiation deadline was looming. Um, again, th- why are we telling you this when the situation was revolved, re- was resolved? Number one, we need to understand just the potential for impact here. Yeah. Number two, you guys can, can understand that. Then, if something like this, God forbid, ever happens again, understand why it's so important to, well, to and farmers. I, and I think a lot of people tend to forget. They think of, uh, you know, the railroad as, as sort of a, a relic or something, you know, unless you're yeah. in a big city going from, you know, the, up and down the East Coast. But, uh, you know, it's so important and so critical to transport of, of some of these things that the farmers grow. And, and mm-hmm. it's so it's such an important part. You know, they were talking about it was going to have a huge impact on an already bad situation with uh, inflation. Yeah, you know, I mean, because yeah. once again, yeah. you're going to have shortages and and problems uh, getting things to stores. It, it would have been a big, big problem, especially for farmers this time of year. I hate to even throw this out there because I I can't quote it. I believe it was NPR, but it was something like one day shutdown equates to like two weeks of backlog or something oh, like yeah. that. So I mean, it was going to be just brutal, right? Um, and a good reminder, like you said. It's not a relic. It's yeah. it's not a pastime. I mean, this is, this is a really important role that the nation's right. rail system plays here. So, well, uh, again, very important. Glad we avoided having to talk about the pain. Yeah, uh, that would have Certainly. caused. Uh, let's instead touch on a few positive news news items that have popped up in the last few days. On Tuesday, an Arkansas Legislative Committee advanced the Arkansas Department of Agriculture's request for spending authority to use. $280 million in federal American Rescue Plan funds for water, wastewater, and irrigation projects in Arkansas. Now, obviously, these types of things have a water projects have a big impact on farming. Oh, yeah. Um, the Department of Agriculture's request includes $5 million in federal American Rescue Plan funds for a White River Irrigation District project to construct five county road crossings over a 10 mile canal segment that is under construction as phase one of the Grand Prairie project. Mm-hmm. And five million dollars for the Bayou Mito, Meadow Mito Bayou Mita Bayou Mita. Yeah, I knew that. I don't know. You see it on paper; Put, it doesn't look right. Because yeah, I'm you used know to saying Bayou Mita. You've been like, hey, gone from Baton Rouge too long. That's, an o? that's, yeah. the, that's yeah, the deal, right? Really, <laughs> Bayou Mita Water Management <laughs> District project to construct ten pumping stations for water delivery. So again, all these water projects very crucial to agriculture. So anytime yeah. we were seeing positive momentum on these projects, and I know a lot of them have been long in coming. So. Uh, that was some good news. Uh, this was part of a broader discussion on American Rescue Fund spending. A report in the uh, Arkansas Democrat Gazette uh, noted that the state plans to use the bulk of $158 million in federal American Rescue Plan capital project funds 
for broadband grants, which is another big topic that we've been talking about yeah. for quite some time. Yeah. So a lot of this, uh, a lot of this funding that was being discussed and approved has impact on rural communities and agriculture. More news on federal funding. Okay. We're not going yeah. to stop there. Good. Um, this is something that came up actually during yesterday's Diversity and Agricultural Summit, Diversity and Agriculture Summit, during a panel that included Dr. Dwayne Goldman, USDA Senior Advisor for Racial Equity. The Biden administration announced $2.8 billion in pilot projects aimed at developing markets for climate-smart commodities in every state and across a wide range of commodities and farm types. Mm. Uh, I think it was like 70 projects, I think they announced on Wednesday, uh, Dr. Secretary Vilsack, uh, and they involve a wide range of farm and environmental groups, as well as uh, minority farmer groups, American Indian tribes, and some of the largest uh, food companies out there, from PepsiCo to Nestle and Smithfield Foods, and another $700 million for smaller projects that will be awarded later. As you may have heard, Riceland Foods, I know Mm -hmm. this has already hit the news, Riceland Foods here in Arkansas. Uh, in partnership with Winrock International, Arva Intelligence, Blue Racer, and the Intertribal Agriculture Council received $20 million of these funds to create a farmer-friendly system to support the adoption of climate-smart practices and interact with commodity buyers uh, interact with commodity buyers in climate-smart markets. Mm. Uh, the, in the official announcement, Riceland President and CEO Jason Bransell said, Today's announcement reinforces Riceland's in-grain good carbon-ready initiative adds value for our farmer part- farmer members. We're excited about this opportunity to work collectively with the USDA in our efforts to reward farmers for climate-smart agronomic agricultural practices. By USDA's account, there are 13 projects involving beef cattle and other livestock, 13 covering fruits and vegetables, 12 corn and soybean projects, 9 involving dairy operations, 6 covering cotton, peanuts, and nuts, and three involving hay, grass, and energy crops. All 50 states and Puerto Rico will be involved in at least one of these projects. So there's a lot of money going out uh, centered around these projects, but interesting to see some of that coming to to Arkansas projects. Really fascinated by the speed of that. (laughs) I I attended the uh, A-State Agribusiness Conference. I think it was on Valentine's Day this year. It's usually right there in the middle of February. This was announced like while we were there. The, yeah. the whole climate smart right. project initiative. Well, so, and here we are in September, literally, you know, I guess seven months later and the money's being and, handed out. And, That's and I think amazing. the amount has gone up since then. It was originally announced. So yeah. it's a lot more than they originally uh, laid out. So it's interesting to see what's happening. Yeah. And uh, a little pat on the back for our team. Uh, we have certainly gone out and talked to Ryslin before, but um, we've gone out and, and uh, done a couple of videos with Arva Intelligence. They're doing some really interesting mm-hmm. work down there in Humnoak and, and beyond. So anyway, really cool to see and a right. great story. So that was my good news segment of the show. I like uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I do what I can. I've got some good news for soybean farmers. Um, That's nice. Yeah, the markets are up this week uh, thanks to an adjustment of production forecast by the USDA, speaking of USDA. Uh, the department cut its forecast for U.S. soybean production in the September crop report, uh, which was released Monday. Um, and based on the market's reaction, the move caught most everybody by surprise. Uh, the Chicago Board of Trade November contract for soybeans was up 70 cents when I wrote this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And soon after, um, yeah, soon after the report was released. Uh, according to reporting from AgriPulse, 
commodity traders were expecting the opposite, an increase, actually, in forecasted production for soybeans in the report. The reality was a lowered prediction to 50.5 bushels per acre, down from last month's prediction of 51.9, just right under 52 bushels per acre. So that's 1.5 bushels per acre cut. Mm. using round numbers mm-hmm. yeah. the lower yield outlook resulted in usda lowering its production forecast uh to f- almost 4.4 billion bushels in the latest wads uh, wasd report that's the one i referenced that came out right. monday that's a drop from last month's four and a half uh, billion bushels uh so that's also below the estimate for last year's crop which totaled 4.4 a little over 4.4 billion bushels uh, per acre, uh, or, or bushels total, rather. Corn and rice forecasts were also dropped, bringing the potential to see the smallest rice crop since the early 90s. I was in high school um, back in, when the crop was that size, I should say. Uh, cotton saw an actual bump upwards in production um, predictions. Uh, now that we're seeing harvest take place in most of the country, we'll watch to see the reality of the situation and keep you updated. I do not have bushel numbers, yield numbers, mm-hmm. but later in the podcast, we will share an update on harvest and crop um, quality. And I'll have a little more to say about the cotton piece of this as well. Nice. So. Well, until then, let's step away and hear a little bit more about our annual Farm Bureau membership. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships, to hunger relief and disaster support, and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. Did you know your $40 annual ARFB membership contributes to the work of being done in your local community? We've talked about this a lot lately, and you can learn more by calling your local county office or simply joining today at ARFB.com. Uh, we've made it a lot easier to do that online, so yeah. check it out. And now let's get back to the news and about that cotton we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, please uh, do. You know, cotton playing an important role in Arkansas. I wanted to dig into that a little bit. So there's some mixed news in that WASDE report on cotton. Mm-hmm. USDA revised cotton area planting up from 12.4, a little over 12.4 million acres in August to 13.79 million acres. That's almost 19% higher than the 11.2 million acres planted in 2021. Yeah. Uh, with the revised 22-23 yield decrease of uh, from 846 pounds per acre in August to 843 pounds, that's 2.3% or 3.3% higher than 2021 yields. USDA estimates cotton production to reach 13.83 million 480-pound bales. That's unfortunately a decrease, or interestingly, a decrease of 21% compared to 2021, but up from last month's estimate by 10%. On the demand side, cotton domestic use remained unchanged from August at 2.3 million 480 pound bales, a decrease of 10% compared to 2021. However, estimates for cotton exports increased by 600,000 480 pound bales from August to September. Now registering 12.6 million 480 pound bales, about 14% lower than exports in 2021. So again, mixed bag for cotton. Yeah. Uh, but, and again, cotton important here, so I wanted to dig into that a little bit. And 
I guess we're getting close to the end of the news, but you've got some more. We are. We are. Yeah. Give us that crop update. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cotton news in there. Yeah. Uh, cotton something uh, you may be glad to know we won't be talking a lot about in this harvest update because yeah. it's not not mm. quite time yet. Yep. But, um, but we're getting there. Uh, corn currently sits at just over half harvested in the state with the crop quality holding steady at just under 60%, rated good to excellent. As I mentioned, cotton bowls are opening. 57% of, of those are, are open, estimated at the beginning of the week. And it's a bit early for harvest, like I said, but the crop is faring well at nearly 70%, good to excellent. Um, it, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, like I said, it's just really early, but do, cotton performing as far as quality goes, probably among the best of the crops in, in the state right now. Rice is moving right along with 24% harvested. And over 70% rated good to excellent. Um, soybeans are in the very early days of harvest, if you can even call it that, with only 5% out of the field. We have a little over half the crop rated at a good good to excellent quality. And as, we, as we've reported, uh, USDA has some yield concerns on the crop, soybean crop overall. So prices there have been on the rise and have not looked at the markets in the last few little bit but i'm sure that's that's not changed much um it's busy on the rural highways and and county roads you guys hear us say this often but please give extra time and space and room and uh patience with farmers this time of year everybody wants to get home safely and that means that we you know if we all work together we can make that happen so just beware as you're out driving on these these rural that's a good, roads. a good important reminder this time of year yeah certainly all right well that was a that was a big big long news day yeah it was uh, lots of lots of crop news uh but then lots of news on um you know funding and everything lots of lots of stuff happening as we mentioned at the top we weren't lying yeah 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 so i will tell you um i find myself often a topic will come up somewhere in the office and i'll say yeah we just talked about that on the podcast so um you know, if you're listening and enjoying what we talk about, but you know you don't know somebody or you know somebody who may not be, you know, give us a give us a recommendation, give yeah. us a thumbs up, um, and uh, pass it along. I think I think we're handing out some useful and helpful news along the way. So. I think we're about seventy percent rated good to excellent. That's right. Well, you said <laughs> we'd perform at about seventy yeah. percent, so um, probably less helpful, but the most fun we have all day, Brian. Oh, you have anything for us today? Are you ready for the ready for the other stuff? Yeah, I am. Okay. All right. I am. Um, on this day in 1949. Okay. This show was originally a radio program, but it debuted on television for the first time. Hmm. What was the What was the date again? On 1949. So it would have been September 15th, 1949. Originally a radio program, debuted on television. The Lone Ranger. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Lone Ranger. I was thinking about the Honeymooners for some reason, but I don't think that would have debuted. I'm good at trivia, bad at pronunciation. (laughs) Very good at trivia. (laughs) Uh, This was 1916. Um, The British used this during World War I for the first time. Submarine. Nope. Gas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, deadly gas. I mean. Killer gas, whatever you want. Poison gas. Trenches. No, uh, no, no, no. I should have been automatic uh, weapon. No, okay. It, it was a tank. The tank 
Wow. We were right. giving a lot of for credit. The first time. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Um, 1978, Muhammad Ali won the World Heavyweight Championship for the first time, or for, for the third time with his victory over, you know, who? He Was beat? this the thrill in Manila? Frazier? Nope. Oh, Joe Frazier. Nope. Yeah. George Foreman. Nope. Leon Spinks. Okay. Leon Spinks. All right. All right. All right. And uh, this this guitarist died in uh, 2004. He was uh, 55. 2004 guitarist. Um, punk rock. Punk rock guitarist. He was a founder of. And music band. is my music is my thing. Oh, is it uh, one of the Ramones? Johnny Ramone. Johnny Ramone. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Well, That's hey. That's all I got for you today. So I pulled one out. Up. You bring the yeah. music. Qu- Stop quizzing us on, you know, history and, and, <laughs> and you know, the important stuff. I can bring you some more entertainment stuff. I can squeeze so, yeah. in there. I mean, yeah. uh, I can bring you some more. You don't ask yeah. me how to say mm-hmm. things. Look, yes. to, in your defense, <laughs> yeah. if you looked at Biometa, well, you, there's the, no way it's yeah. pronounced the way it's spelled. I see. I see yeah. <laughs> I'll take whatever excuse. We also mean, have Nevada you. County in the yeah, state. Uh, El Dorado. Right. You know, I mean, that's, look, we do things different. I, I'm just glad you guys don't have me pronouncing a bunch of stuff because I would butcher it. I mean, every time. <laughs> it, it seems to only happen to Rob, though. It, it'll yeah, be like just, these. That's these, why I have to redeem myself with trivia answers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just glad we do this part at the end of the show yeah. and not the beginning because we would completely discredit ourselves. Yeah, Nobody right, would listen to what we right. had to say. That's right, for sure. All right, well, that wraps up the news for this week. Uh, thanks for following along on the Arkansas AdCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch us and listen. And remember, you can catch the live stream every Thursday at 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure to set those notifications and get alerts when we go live. Listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. should be available about 5 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, the Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau and hosted by me, Jason Brown. And me, Rob Anderson. <laughs> Our show is produced by Brian Pistole and Matthew Magdafrau. We'll see you next week.